0: Hey hey homebodies what's happening it's your girl Rachel Presser the toad lady coming at you live from my bunker in the Bronx and so before we get started um actually a little word from our sponsor um so this episode is brought to you by house naturals the all natural cleaner that comes in um, all kinds of varieties um from granite um stainless steel um just all purpose for when you can't be fucked to pick up something special to go clean that mirror, clean that countertop. It's plant-based and um, all-natural for all the vegans in the audience, so go check out housenaturals.com or go to Amazon or your uh, conglomerate of choice to go pick up a bottle. Now, back to the show. So, yeah, I'm a little bit behind on the podcasting schedule. That's just how life tends to go. I actually thought I had this damn coronavirus for a minute there because I couldn't... I mean, I was able to breathe just fine, but I was... Coughing non-stop. I couldn't talk as clearly as I'm talking right now. But with that said, now that the panic has abated, catching up on recording, and yeah, and so this episode's gonna dive more into um home as a concept in video games, cause I'm actually a video game developer. Home Stratosphere helps subsidize my game making pursuits, among other things. And as someone who's been you know playing games um since. The days when it was not as common, the days when, you know, I'm not gonna get into the whole culture war surrounding video games here, but I still recall a time when, you know, no one really talked about this stuff. It was very cloak and dagger, you know, very, um you know, no one, like, really knew about it. Like, if I talked about playing Space Quest at school, like, the other kids would make fun of me. They'd be like, oh, how come you're not watching this cartoon, or, oh, we want to go to the mall this weekend, like, why the hell are you playing Heroes of Might of Magic? Like, no one really talked about this stuff, you know? Like, you would get your ass kicked. (laughs) And games just, you know, were not really as, like, ubiquitous as they are today. Even that statement may be kind of a stretch, I guess, but I don't know, just as someone who's now been in this industry for a long time and has watched it evolve over... The past 25 years or so yeah like total normies play games now that's just the world that we live in and the concept of a home in a game is also not that new because if you play mobile games like you've probably seen those ads you know for those ones where you can yeah like build a house to your liking oh like customize the interior however you want And then there's that one, like, the name escapes me, but I I see ads for it all the time where there's, like, something on fire and then you have to choose the right item to go put the fire out. Or you might make that fire worse, which is a pretty cool concept, actually. But you know where all that came from? That actually came from the type of games that I grew up playing um, by Sierra Online, you you know, all the adventure games that predated a lot of the very story heavy kind of content that we see nowadays where um, so the co-founder Roberto Williams was a stay at home mom who played a lot of text adventure games that her husband Ken Williams um, the CEO of Sierra but was then a programmer Um, he would bring home these text adventure games and Roberto was just so into them that it made her want to start making her own and so that was actually how the company began you know so roberto would write these stories and then ken would program them and then they started to get more ambitious to you know and see them seeing what the latest computers of the time were capable of by adding graphics and that was how mystery house came about and so the whole premise behind mystery house was that you were you know stuck in this old victorian house and you know trying to uncover all of its mysteries as the title would imply. Um, and so it's just kind of interesting, you know, that that's um, maybe not talked about as much, you know, by, like, mainstream games discourse, but it really wound up pioneering, you know, the a whole genre back in the 1980s. And so what's just interesting is that, you know, when you look at a lot of games that we do talk more about from, that era, like, you know, all the console games like Mario and Donkey Kong, and then, then later on, you know, people always think of violent shooting games, you know, as, like, being, like, the main contemporary fair, even though we've been having this argument for over 20 years by now about violence in games. Um, but, yeah, the the whole idea was that the game, you know, the, the home was actually a big focal point of the game world and that this theme would actually crop up in a lot of other games authored by roberta williams because in the acquaint king's quest series for instance the whole idea is that you know, you're on this wild crazy adventure and that you're pretty far from home but home was actually a prison in king's quest 3 like about you know the first half of the game was that um you know so A young slave named Gwydion who turned out to be Prince Alexander was, you know, stuck at home and then he had to basically, you know, do all these things to topple, you know, the evil wizard he was stuck living with. And, you know, and um, it was this whole, like, batshit crazy mechanic that is honestly, like, I hate to get kind of dark here, but for such an innocent title from an innocent time, like... It actually really is pretty reminiscent of, you know, children or spouses who are abused. That you're going out without their knowledge and, like, buying things without their knowledge. And, you know, having to hide them or else there's going to be consequences. As a survivor of child abuse, there were some things in that game I found a little triggering. But to leave this dark topic behind, um, yeah... So the whole idea was that you know home can be like a big source of respite within a video game. It can be the setting for a game world, or you can also go the other way and home can damn well be a prison. And she actually reprised this whole idea later in the '90s with with the with the game Phantasmagoria, where the whole actually no, not the whole game. I think maybe like 90% of it all takes place at the creepy haunted mansion that. Um, That the main character buys, and then, you know, she sets this demon loose. It possesses her husband. It's, it's pure ham. Okay, it's pure ham. It's one of those games that didn't really age that well. I can like appreciate all the hard work that went into making the game. I can see that, you know, yeah, uh, a lot. It took a lot of money, a lot of effort. What was cutting edge technology at the time, but nowadays anyone who comes across it just looks at it like a really cheesy B-Horror Um But the idea was still present that, you know, home was a place to actually set a game. And it was a prison, in this case. It actually was a prison. But to look at some other games from you know, from different eras, um, like, like I talk about Stardew Valley a lot. Um, because, as I implied in the title... Games often can help us fulfill incredibly banal fantasies. And I think that, you know, in the age of lockdowns, we have needed that more than ever. Because, yes, yeah, if you think about it, you know, so like, that doesn't even matter how old you are. You know, you can play a game and it can make you fulfill this fantasy of doing almost anything. You know, whether you're flying in the sky with a bunch of dragons or you're, you know, being, yeah, being the snot out of an enemy, you know, with an AK-47, or or even just something as I, as banal as, I don't know, like, I'm looking at, look at the top of my desk, and there's this, like, giant Bulbasaur statue here. Wield that. I don't know. Hey, you can assume they're all Bulbasaur many of the Pokemon games, or have Bulbasaur as your buddy. That's a banal, banal yet fantastical fantasy to have. Um... Yeah, so you can, like, f- you can fulfill any number of toy totally out-there fantasies in a video game, but there's something about the totally banal fantasy of having a damn house. <laughs> like, it's pretty, you know, angering and depressing that, like, that's just become a fantasy for millions of people, especially millions of people my age who are just never going to be able to afford to buy a home. Maybe things will change with the way society is currently going, but as it presently stands, we can't really have a lot of hope for that at the moment. Being able to customize your home is just, you know, a very banal fantasy that so many people have, whether you own or whether you rent. It doesn't e- yeah it doesn't even matter which one you pay. Uh, I mean, like, case in point, like, I actually didn't get to really decorate my condo the way I wanted because my story was the lease was gonna be up, I had to get the hell out of the apartment, I finally closed after such a long hill battle, which, if you've read my other pieces about the living hell you're gonna be in for if you try to buy real estate in New York City yeah it, it was not easy it was not quick and so by the time it was finally over it was just oh god give me the keys let, let me get the hell out of here and in fact i think i still have a few boxes i never unpacked and oh god i i moved almost like six fucking years ago wow where, where does where does the time go wait was it five six i don't know Either way, it was, like, it's getting close to half a decade I've been living in this particular apartment, and, damn, there was still stuff I never unpacked, or just, like, yeah, so many things I never bothered, like, to decorate the way I would have liked to, because time and money were of the essence. Um, so, yeah, it can just be, like, this really banal fantasy, you know, to get to customize your own home in a video game. And from a practical point of view, there's actually, like, like, more games out there now where <coughs> you can customize things and it can actually help you lay the foundation for when you're gonna do it for real um, if you have severe executive dysfunction like I do, like a lot of people I know do like playing a game is just a safe space for you to literally blow everything up and just start over again easily um, you don't have to they like spend the money, spend the time like you would in real life, and it just so it's just another form of escapism that we may not really think of as escapism, but games can help us, you know, fill incredibly banal fantasies like that. Whether it's you know just buying a home, having home being a more exciting or comforting place, if it's not the case for you, um, and so yeah, so the role of Home and games has just, you know, evolved a lot over the past two or so decades. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what this next generation of game designers is going to bring us in the sense, especially when the lockdowns are over. Because I think that a lot of people are going to be just so glad to, you know, be safely out of the house. Because I'm not going to dive into the whole thing about, you know, if it's going to be, like, too soon, you know, to... And the lockdowns. I personally think it is, but I'm not gonna get into it. But, um, still, this disease is out there, and you know, we don't have a vaccine yet at the time of recording. And so, a lot of people are reasonably gonna be anxious about, you know, not wanting to stray too far from home. But then, once it is safe, oh yeah, we're gonna have so many people just like dying to get the hell out of the house. Home is the last thing that, like, you're gonna want to see, like, in movies, TV, and games, when it's the only damn place you were able to go forever. So, yeah, if you want to see more of my games-related commentary, check out some of my writing on Medium, Gamasutra, for the developer-centered, uh, take on things. And also had a defunct column at Game With Your Brain, where I talk about Stardew Valley and some of these other titles. And in the meantime... Check out more of my work at Homestratosphere.com and give us a follow at Homestratos on Twitter and I will catch you again next time.